Welcome to Happy News Network. We are here to brighten your week while you take a break from doom scrolling. Join us as we discuss our latest happy news finds. A bit about us, Kristen is a Colorado stage manager. And Shayna is a creator and stage manager. Shayna, what is your happy news this week? Okay, so one of my favorite pastimes is just curling up and watching animal clips. And evidently in the great state of Florida, a mega gator was spotted on a golf course in Naples. Like, and someone took the clip and sent it to Jurassic Park. Oh my God. (laughs) And like this gator, I kid you not, is huge. Like it deserves the Jurassic Park music. Like there is a local-ish gator called Chubbs and he lives on just like one of the golf courses around here. Like everyone just knows that like Chubbs, Chubbs goes here. Uh, he's, he's rent free, but like Chubbs is here, but like over in Naples, evidently Chubbs has like a big brother who like is four times his size and like Chubbs is a big boy. And this thing is just like, even it's, it's like taller and leaner. And like, I taller will not be going to alligator. Like his legs are like, have you seen this video, Brandon? Okay, so it's, yeah, like the legs, like the gators, like normally gators have shorter legs. This gator like had a growth spurt of evidently. I'm not okay. Yeah. I know. Well, luckily it's out here in Florida. He can't walk all the way to Colorado just yet, so. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, wow. I'm not going to Naples anytime soon. No, more reasons to not go to Florida anymore. Wow. <laughs> What's your happy news? Um, we are down to our final two logos for our season two. We're going to get a new logo for season two. And last week was the mini sode where we debuted our two logos. I love them both. Yeah. Shana loves them both. We don't care what Brandon says. We care what you have to say. <laughs> I'm pumped about it's, it. Yeah. Like part of the fun of stage managing is making choices is not always your call. Like there are certain times where it absolutely is, but throughout the process, you're like, I'm just here to facilitate. So it got down to the final few and we were like, oh, thank goodness the viewers get to pick the final one. (laughs) I can't decide. Okay. You do it. Yes. I love Um, it. Yep. It's, uh, it's always, I don't know. I hate making choices. I feel bad for whatever doesn't get picked. It's an inanimate object, but it's still it's like, I don't want to offend the loco. Right. <laughs> get a grip, Shana. So. <laughs> oh man. Oh, you enough about heard. indecision. What do you want to talk about <laughs> in the world of happy news? I found this super cool Viking article. Okay. So yeah, I know. I did the not same. the Minnesota Vikings, right? Not the Minnesota right. Vikings, Just like right. actual Vikings, like okay, Norway. Um, like Chris Hemsworth has descended upon us. Exactly. So amazing. Close your eyes if you're not driving. Close your eyes and picture Chris Hemsworth while I tell you this story. So, <laughs> <laughs> archaeologists. I also am like a like History Channel nerd. So like I've mm-hmm. seen all of these like archaeological excavation shows. So radar technology, I don't know if you know how radar technology works in terms of archaeology, but it's like, like think of the Doppler radar on the weather channel and how like you can see the, the green is rain, um, mm-hmm. but it's for underground. So okay. when I've seen it, when I've seen this Doppler technology work, it's kind of like a push lawnmower 
that once you get all the way finished, it makes this picture that kind of looks like the Doppler radar, but it's black and white and underground. Um, it kind of looks like an x-ray of what's underneath the ground. Um, and it helps prevent unnecessary digging and potential damage to artifacts. And last month, researchers in southeastern Norway used this radar technology and discovered a high-status Viking burial site. So, like, Ooh. the most elite Vikings were buried in this place. And, like, I know Vikings aren't brand new, but it was exciting to find the amount of burial sites they found. They found 13 burial mounds you remember like learning about mounds in school maybe you didn't but I'm from Ohio and Brandon probably knows because Pittsburgh like there's lots of mounds like ancient civilizations bury people and then made like a mountain out of them but anyway they used to do that Vikings used to do that too and they found 13 of them here and one of them was a ship which ships symbolized um a safe journey to the afterlife so if you were like the most elite Viking, you were buried in a ship and they found one of those last month. So that's nuts. And they're hoping to be able to gather a ton of information and learn how Viking civilization was able to grow and stabilize during the Iron Age while Western Roman Empire fell. So what made them different in a way? So they're going to mm-hmm. learn a lot of stuff about this and they the largest mound that they found was 95 feet wide that's huge that's insane and they found 13 of them. that's insane I wish my face could be a response um <laughs> I'm crazy. still caught on the fact that like I'm 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 a little concerned because in the year of 2020 They've now uncovered burial mounds and there's, you know, the very lucky number of 13 yeah. of them. So I'm, maybe they should just dig it up next year and just well, you they know, spread out the, un- good, the good joys. Yeah. I mean, they haven't uncovered any of it yet and they're being yeah. very careful and just trying to get to this ship. Only um, releasing the bad juju one right, ship of at a, a couple. Time. Got it. Yeah, yeah, just a couple folks. Um, but also on the site, on the site, they found like a farmhouse and a cult house and a feast oh. hall. So like an entire Viking civilization, which they've never found. Say that, that one more time. Stuff. A farmhouse, a what what cult house, which is like place of worship, kind of like equivalent oh, okay. to Got a it. church now. Got it. Um, and the feast has hall. a different. It has a different meaning in historical context. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So cool. Yeah. And they found that with this radar technology. Like that's, I love that. Awesome. That's awesome. So anyway, I was really very cool. And thanks for explaining (laughs) the radar technology. I didn't, I sort of like grasped the concept of it, but I didn't quite know how it it worked. And I'm sure there's others who feel that way. Uh, My first sort of news that I want to talk about is uh, it's a birthday roundup. I don't even know how to like do a cute intro to it. I, uh, it's been a while since I talked about a cool birthday thing. And so I wanted to just give a couple people birthday shout outs. Uh, number one, uh, Stan Jewell is a World War II vet who served on the USS Cod and he turned 100. So yeah. Mr. Stan got a surprise drive-by parade and a socially distant VFW ceremony where he currently lives in Hudson, Ohio. Yeah, so happy birthday, Stan Jewel. And then uh, we've got a 
you you thought a hundred was impressive. Get ready. In Alberta, Canada, Katie Bunio is a COVID survivor, great great grandma who turned a hundred nine the day she was declared COVID free. Correct. What? Correct <laughs> response. Yeah. She was declared COVID free on her 109th birthday. She has four daughters, 13 grandkids, 30 great grandkids, and seven great, great grandkids. I want to have lunch with her and hear her thoughts on so much of what she's been through and seen in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Happy birthday, Katie Bunio. Okay. Our third birthday, I have, I have two more. So number three is the 11-year-old Rose Pearson. She lives in Lincoln, Nebraska, and she can't have a normal birthday party as she turns 12. And Rose also has Down syndrome. And so it's been a little tricky as her mom tries to communicate why she can't go to her favorite birthday spots this year, like a swimming party or a play center party. So her mom, Heather, posted on a community Facebook page and people are sending Rose birthday cards to help her celebrate the new normal. And don't you fret, I've got the address and I've got the HNN happy birthday card ready to go. Yes. So happy 12th birthday, Miss Rose Pearson. And I totally am going to matchmake her with Mark Kicker and Ellie so that they can become friends because they're all in the greater Nebraska area. And, you know, Nebraska is totally the size of New Jersey. It's just a quick jaunt over to make a new friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our fourth and final birthday is Jean Rutan. I want to, or it's R-U-T-A-N. So it could be Rutan. So Jean celebrated his 99th birthday in August and Idaho. He is a former Marine and he is the keeper of the flag at a senior living center. And he has been since 2006. That's awesome. A lot of really cool birthdays going on. So I just wanted to give some people birthday love. I love that. Yes. Birthday love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll have to get like a big sheet cake to celebrate. I (laughs) will absolutely do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, my second article, I labeled it recycling in space. So we've so far, I don't remember watching a ton of like space shuttle launches as a kid, but we've had two this year. So yeah, that's a a wild ride. Um, yeah. And like, we know that there's more to come with SpaceX and all this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but with, launching into outer space that creates a lot of debris. If you've seen either of the launches, you've probably seen the moment during takeoff where the gear, the takeoff gear separates and falls into Mm -hmm. the ocean. And then that gets collected and brought back. But there's other material that gets shot out into the outer atmosphere. And there's a, I mean, there's a belt of like space junk just Mm -hmm. orbiting the earth all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And nano racks is a space company that worked on the International Space Station efforts and has now has goals to recycle all of that orbiting space junk. Hey, um, that's great. Because, I mean, it has to be, like, structurally sound enough to get through that. So it's decent yeah. material. We just don't have a way of collecting it and reusing it. So NanoRacks has created a program called Outpost, 
and they want to use space robots essentially to flip this material into orbiting laboratories and fuel stations and even habitats like I think of like a live workspace like for astronauts it's out we there. work in outer space <laughs> like kind of yeah um, yeah and their first mission in partnership with NASA is set to launch with SpaceX in May of 2021. Obsessed. As a Love big <laughs> outer space fan who has followed the SpaceX efforts to bring their materials back and to be conscious of waste, I think right. that this is so cool to learn about. Oh, yeah. time to mark our calendars for May 2021. Yeah. Pumped. Yeah. Oh, very, very cool. Uh, between the jetpack stories and this, it's like we're living in the future. It's very cool. Uh, I'm going to talk about something that is a little more old school instead of techie. 20-year-old uh, Trinity Rogers is a student at Myers Cough College in England, and she's deaf in both ears. She even had dual cochlear implants when she was 13. And she has a language processing disorder and it complicates how she remembers instructions and information. So she learned several years ago about hearing dogs for deaf people. And she applied at the minimum age required, which is 16. So it's been four years and she was matched last year with her new doggy, Alvin. Alvin's a Cocker Spaniel and it's her and her first family's dog ever. So it's so sweet. Yeah. Trinity calls Alvin her superhero and he's like fully transformed her life. She said, previously medical professionals would tell my parents to not have high expectations for me because of my deafness. And I was bullied through school because of it, but I have proven them wrong. If you have a dream, never let go and fight for it, no matter what others say. Yeah. So Alvin, yeah, it's beautiful. And Alvin does everything from help wake Trinity up when her morning alarms go off to alerting her when the doorbell rings. And I want to give a shout out to her college because they have inclusive programming and support. So she has people, they have like a note takers program so people can help take notes for her in classes because she has that uh, information processing issue. And uh, Hearing Dogs for Deaf People is a training focused charity and it can take 25,000 British pounds to take a puppy from birth to partnering it with a deaf person with all that training required. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, I think we talked about this last week, but Shana and I talked, I don't know if it was on air or off air, but we talked about Kim Ang, the new GM for the Miami Marlins. She's not mm -hmm. only the first female, but also the first Chinese American general manager in the entire MLB. So I did a little deep diving into Kim Ang because I thought that was super cool. And like, had I known that was something I could maybe do, maybe I would have done that. I don't know. Um, There's but she's, <laughs> right. But Kim is also the first female in the first female GM in any major league men's sport in America. So it's not only MLB, but like across all of major league. Such a sports. groundbreaker. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And so in 1990, she graduated from the University of Chicago, where she was a shortstop on their softball team. And then she interned with the Chicago White Sox. And then in 1998, when she was 29, she was hired as an assistant GM for the Yankees, who then would go on to win three World Series and four American League pennants during her four years with the club. 
So she is responsible for my complete dislike of the Yankees. Well, right. Darn it. (laughs) Right. But (laughs) but, I love seeing this. I hate it because they're a rival to the Phillies, the division rival. But like, I'm very happy to now root for the Marlins. Right. You don't have to root for the Yankees. It's just the Marlins. Um, Yeah. yeah. But during her four years with the Yankees, she negotiated a ton of major contracts, including that of shortstop Derek Jeter, who is now the CEO of the Miami Marlins. So it's like a full circle family event. And I like flipping loved that. So I just wanted to share. That's really cool. Thanks for Uh, sharing. I think it's, uh, you know, we love talking about sports, but it's very cool that there's mutual respect between genders, races, uh, office to field. Uh, sometimes there can be a disconnect. Uh, that's really cool. And I'm excited to see how she, uh, what she does to the Marlins. I'm a little scared because, you know, they play the Phillies, but, uh, I am excited to see what she does and what other great things she will do to set the world of sports afire. Because I I do think a lot of longtime GMs, will hopefully be able to look at this and take some notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. can't wait to see her throw out that first pitch. That's going to be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. really pumped. Like I've kind of, I've we talked about it like in the first episode that I'm like, I grew up in Reds country and like, what's the point of even watching it at a certain point? I know, I'm excited to say. like, right. I like, I'm kind of excited to get back into it and yeah. maybe pay more attention to the Marlins. Yeah. I, I think there's nothing wrong with having other teams or interesting people that you follow in sports. You know, you have your home team or whatever, but look, I love the Eagles. I think they're a terrible team this year. They're not, they're not addressing their issues. So why wouldn't I want to go watch a good game instead? (laughs) There's nothing wrong (laughs) with wanting to watch good sports with the few hours I dedicate a week to it. So uh, thanks for sharing this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the fitness world for a minute. I read an article by Myron Medcalf who wrote about his virtual fitness journey during COVID. Evidently he was sort of adjusting from going to his gym on a quasi regular basis. And he, he showed up to a virtual Tabata class at 6am on a Tuesday and he was pushed in a positive direction after such an early start. So Metcalf went fully remote with his fitness by doing things like calm and virtual spin classes. And he's 37 and he takes his genetic predisposition seriously, specifically considering African-Americans have disproportionate susceptibility to several health challenges that have been magnified by the pandemic. Um, He's using the pandemic and his recent remote fitness kick to help spread that virtual fitness bug. So let's talk for a minute about the woman behind his new fitness inspiration. 58-year-old Connie Sheehan is the founder and owner of Push Fitness out of her Chicago living room. And she started that 6 a.m. class saying today is going to be the best day of your life. Yeah. And she is celebrating five years of Push Fitness after her leaving her old, uh, more corporate career five years ago. She's now celebrating the uh, very successful accomplishment. And Connie truly inspires the people in her class and she lets them inspire her if she's having a tough day. 
she knows it's her job to kick people's butts and she'll even tell people to like adjust their camera so she can watch <laughs> them and like assess their technique uh, and make sure they're not like cheating on like a squat variation or something <laughs> and uh, she had this to say the image of a black woman fighting through her own personal challenges to encourage those around her to search for that sliver of sunlight a more arduous pursuit these days was captivating and that was how Myron uh, felt when he was watching her lead the class so Love. he also wrote about a boxing gym co-owner, Maurice Buchanan, who believes in being a continuous voice for the Black community. And it was just this great expose on all the different avenues of virtual fitness. You know, we've talked to Hector Guadalupe. Uh, we'll have a mini-sode with him coming out about a Second You Foundation. But it's just really cool to see across the country and across the uh, racial spectrum what people are doing to inspire, starting with their communities and then branching out from there. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Delightful. Yeah. Have you been doing any virtual fitness? Nope. Not even a little bit. I know like yeah. at the beginning of October, I was like, I started doing bar and I immediately stopped doing bar because <laughs> I work out. I've been working out in the guest bedroom. I was working out in the guest bedroom and then we completely redid it. So I was like, well, there's yeah. no room. So I might as well quit. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely got on a little bit of a slump there with what I was doing, but I'm, because it's, you know, the holiday season, I was like, oh, we'll just get back in shape. That's a smart idea. (laughs) (laughs) More working out equals more cookies. (laughs) If you're craving retail therapy, check out Positive Post's Clothing Co. They have designs to uplift and combat daily negativity. They have everything, apparel, face masks, mugs, magnets, and tote bags. I love their kindness is contagious and reading will take you to New World's campaigns. Enter the code HAPPY at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's HAPPY in all caps. What are you looking forward to? Okay, I joined two secret santa groups except one of them is for hanukkah so it's like secret hanukkah harry um or harriet um just uh one is through a stage managers group and one is just for my family because we're on one side of the family we're big and extended and we're sort of all over so we're thinking okay of course my siblings and i will get each other gifts and we'll get our parents gifts but in terms of like all the aunts and cousins we are each just going to draw one person and the site we're using lets you build wish lists up to whatever your price point is, which is really oh, cool. cool. So I like made my wish list. I'm very excited. And I, I enjoy shopping for other people. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Love. What are you looking I, forward to? Well, I mean, if we're talking about our wish list, I fully mm-hmm. made, because we haven't made, none of us have made any like theater paperwork all year. So mm-hmm. I <laughs> oh, no. made my Christmas wish list and like you I made a color palette like these are the colors that you'll find in our home and this is some (laughs) examples of items that we have in our home and we would like new guest towels and you're the ones that use them so hopefully you like them but they need to fit in this color scheme (laughs) anyway scenic um, design your Christmas wish list I essentially did yes so I'm very excited (laughs) to see that's brilliant that results <laughs> you know in some ways it's better to set really specific parameters because you'll be less disappointed I mean then if you're just like family towels that, 
Right. Well, this is the same family that like I make day sheets for when they come visit. So we know what we're doing every minute of every day. Cause if there's not a plan, nothing happens. So our families couldn't be more different, but it's also so <laughs> fascinating because like, I think there, I could benefit from being more specific up front the way you are. I need to hear the back end of this when you get your gifts and you're like, so this is what they took away from it. <laughs> Obviously I wasn't clear in my color choices. No, not at all. There wasn't a specific palette or anything. <laughs> oh, oh, I've been meaning to ask. You decorated for Christmas. Yeah. That was your last, that was the last happy news that you were looking forward to. How did it all yeah. go? Um, it's still in the process. I'm kind of drawing it out. Um, right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's really fun. Maybe I'll take a picture sure. later. Uh, but, I yeah. have, is the tree done? Oh yeah. Tree, like tree is like a two day thing. Like the okay. first day, like last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was, we got it out and it like was acclimated to the living room and like I fluffed it and then I let it sit oh. overnight. And then the next day was decorate, like just yeah. decorate the tree. Listeners, let us know your happy news, names, pictures, family, friendly, fun, whatever you're up to. We love it all. Email us at hnnpodcast at gmail.com. Also be sure to follow us on social media at hnnpodcast for happy news throughout the week. Until next time, I'm Kristen. I'm Shayna. Have, Have a happy, happy week. week.